Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Yeah, welcome again to Growing in Grace. It's our weekly chat about the grace of God, His love, His kindness, His faithfulness that, no, we don't take it for granted, but we certainly love it and lavish in it and dwell in it every single day of our lives. It's the foundation of our life in Him, His love and His grace. No part of the Christian life is lived apart from God's love and grace. You know, Cap, uh, during my Christian life, I've heard a lot of people talking about the wrath of God. You know, they talk about, well, he's God is love, yeah, 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 but he's also got this thing called wrath. So sometimes he's loving and sometimes he's full of wrath. But I think that, you know, he God is love in, in his entirety. And his wrath, which, you know, he hates sin. He hated sin so much that he was very wrathful towards it, and he did something about it. He put Jesus Christ up on the cross to die for our sins. And so in his love and in his passion, his wrath against sin, he put Christ up on the cross. And, and we can trust in that, and, and we can rest in all of that. And so I don't know why I got off on that, Cap, because <laughs> we got some other <laughs> stuff to talk about today. <laughs> but. Well, Hey, You're messing me up, man. You, you didn't tell me you were going to start talking about wrath. Now, you deviated from my teleprompter here, Joel. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. No, I'm all messed now up you probably now. don't know what to say. We'll just sit here in silence the rest of the program <laughs> until you figure out what you're going to say. <laughs> you're right. So, you know, as we talk about God's grace and love, of course sin is bad. And, and you, you hit it on the head. I mean, it was so bad God himself dealt with it. We could certainly do some programs on that. He took his anger out on Jesus Christ at the cross. I'm, I'm just so humbled by that, that he would do that for us, that I don't have to do anything anymore to be in relationship with him. And that's just such a good feeling. And, you know, when we were talking about some some things at the end of the program last week, you know, you were you were talking about Paul. You know, as we, we'll, we'll get into the works of Jesus here in just a couple of minutes, but um, just to wrap up some of what we talked about the last couple of weeks about repentance, a lot of times when you go to church and somebody gives their <clears throat> testimony, their testimony, um, when they do that, a lot of times it's, I used to do this, and I used to do that, and I was a bad person, and now I don't do that stuff anymore uh, now that I'm a Christian. And that's kind of what their testimony is. Uh, other times it's something like, well, I did this or I did that. I gave this, and then God blessed me. Watch out when you hear that mm -hmm. because you're already starting to deviate from, from what the gospel is really meant to be. Paul never really used his testimony in that way. Paul never said something like, I was a murderer, and now I don't murder people anymore. That wasn't Paul's testimony. And, Joel, you, you kind of touched on that last week. Paul at one point said, I will not boast on that which God does not work through me. Whatever God, if God's not doing it through me, I'm not going to boast about it. That's kind of where we want to lead here as we talk about the works of Jesus, because keep in mind now, Jesus was a man. Yes, he was God in the flesh. Uh, certainly he was God the Son. I don't want to take away from that. But the reason Jesus was able to do the things he did wasn't because he was the Son of God with some sort of supernatural, Superman-like ability. He was a man. He was a human being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And it's through that spirit working through him, the father working through him in that way, that he was able to do the things that he did. Yeah, I think that's a common misconception. And for years, I believed it, too. I mean, or at least I didn't fully understand it. That yeah, I, I knew that Jesus was a man. I knew that he was God in the flesh. What my thinking was, well, Jesus did all these miracles because he was God. Uh, Jesus did all these uh, all these works that he did and said all the things that he did because he's God. And he, he's all wise and full of wisdom because he's God. Uh, you know, I probably would have even thought that even as a baby, he really knew what was going on, but he just had to take time to develop as a human being. But really, what the Bible says about that, and I'm thinking of something else, uh, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom, and he grew in stature with God and with man. You know, the scriptures say that. And so he, as a man, he lived a, a life as a man, growing, learning, getting to know who he was he as a baby he he was just like any other baby he didn't know his identity he didn't know uh, anything other than what other babies know but as he grew he probably had the scriptures to to help him he had uh, his mother mary and he had joseph they probably shared some things with him about what the scriptures said about him and eventually he became to know who he was and he also had this abiding relationship with the Father. And that's what we're going to get to today, really, that the things that Jesus did, he didn't do because he was in and of himself so wonderful and so wise. And and now, you know, this might turn you off, but just listen. We'll read these scriptures, and, and hopefully we'll make the point that we're trying to make here with the scriptures. So, uh, you know, we do have several uh, verses from John to talk about here, Cap. I don't know where you want to start with these, because uh, Jesus did say over and over again that it's not him, but it's the Father. Let me start with John 5.19, Joel, and we'll make this quick and painless. Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Yeah, and he goes on, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. And so, you know, all of these things, just just that verse alone where he started off, uh, John five nineteen, The Son of Man can do nothing of himself. What? He's That's Jesus. What do you mean? Jesus could do nothing of himself. He's Jesus. He's God in the flesh. Well, Jesus himself again. He's, he said... He doesn't do any of these things of himself, but it's what he sees the Father doing, and whatever he does, the Son does, and we catch more of this in John 14. And Cap, I don't know if you got uh, John 14 handy, where Jesus talks a little bit more about how it's not him, but it's the Father. Boy, do I have John 14 handy. Uh, I always carry a John 14 wherever I go, just in case. Uh, Do you not believe that Jesus talking... Red letter edition here. Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Get this now. The words that I speak, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Interesting uh, use of words there. Yeah, interesting. You know, he starts talking about the words that I speak to you. I do not speak on my own authority. Then he goes on, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. But either way, I think the works that he did and the words that he spoke, it wasn't a matter of Jesus having all this wisdom 
in and of himself, so to speak. Yes, he grew in wisdom and understanding, but it was the Father in him. He had an intimate relationship with the Father. In fact, it says, he says, the Father who dwells in me does the works. Again, it wasn't Jesus using his divinity that went and did all these works and said all these wonderful things. And, and, and you know, when he was talking to people, it was the Father in him. It was an abiding relationship. It was Jesus as a man trusting in his Father and the Father abiding in him doing the works. And in a, in a really big way, that, re, that relates to how we live our lives as Christians because we have this abiding relationship with Christ now. Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. He abides in us and we abide in him and, and all the works that we do. Everything that we do, it's not us. It's not our attempts to try to do good and to try to bear fruit. Because if it's about us, it's a bunch of yucky-tasting plastic fruit at best and, and really stinky, yucky fruit at worst. You know, it's just we can't do it. And so we got to, we, we, just like Christ, just like Jesus had with the Father, we have an abiding relationship with him. Well, and just down from that, Joel, in, in John fourteen twelve, Jesus said, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, keeping in mind that it's the Father doing the works through him, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in, in, in my name, I will do it. Uh, again, he's talking about God working through people here. And uh, I'm going to flip back to John chapter 5, where we were just a minute ago, Joel. I know we were, we were talking about John 5.19, but in John 5.30, I can of myself do nothing, Jesus said. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. I can do nothing of myself. That was Jesus talking. And isn't that something else, you know, as we talk about that with those words that you just read, and then along with, you know, where Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And, you know, we might get in on a, you know, step on a few toes here, but some people will say, well, see, you can ask God whatever you want, and he's going to do it. And so you just name it, and you claim it, and you better believe you can frame it, because, you know, whatever you ask, God's supposed to do, but... But take a look at the heart of what Jesus is saying. Take a look at his abiding relationship with the Father. Jesus wasn't saying, well, hmm, you know, all, all these things that I would like to do, how cool would it be to have a, a, a new house? How cool would it be to have a, a new car and, and a job where I, where I uh, make all kinds of money? You know, nothing wrong with those things in and of itself. But that's not the heart of what Jesus is saying with his abiding relationship with the Father. It was, I seek what the Father wants, and then he does that stuff in and through me. And so that's our abiding relationship with Jesus as well. It's not so much a name it, claim it, frame it type of thing. It's more of a, you know, we have this indwelling Christ in us. The Savior of the world lives in us. And in fact, Jesus is the one who created everything. If you look throughout the scriptures, it was through Jesus that all things were made. That creator is living in and through us. And with that abiding relationship, we get to know God's heart. We get to know him. And so the things that we want are, are the desires that God has placed in us. And, and so we can walk freely in that. And that's really, to me, what it is to abide in him and to let his works come out of us. 
Yeah, and and that's the really the point that I think we were trying to bring home there, where Jesus said, "I will do it." He's talking about working through us, because again, remember, on the cross we died, and we were recreated in Christ. And I I wish we could uh, even begin to understand what the phrase "in Christ" really means, Joel. But one more verse to wrap up here with in the Book of Acts, chapter ten, verse thirty-eight: How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Again, the point, God worked through the man, Jesus. God does the same thing with us today. And I think that's the point we're trying to hit home here on this program on Growing in Grace. Yeah, I really do think, Cap, that you're onto something. If we could just fathom really what that is, somehow Jesus grasped what it was to have the Father dwelling in him, and if we could grasp what it is to have Christ living in and through us and us being in him, what a difference it would make uh, in the lives of, of many people who are struggling to try to get this Christian life right when really he says we can rest in who he is in us. We can trust Christ in each other. I can trust Christ in you, Kath. I can trust Christ in me and Christ in everybody else. And that's something we can rest in. And speaking of what we can rest in, God's unconditional love and his acceptance of us, that's something we can rest in, and that's something we'll be talking about next time right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.